Hi there, I'm Lee, creative director and cast member for Witness the Critness, and I'd like to welcome you to our story, The Dark of Exandria. Our adventure begins in the strange city of Hopperduk, at the northern end of the Mera Valley, in the heart of the Dwendalian Empire. After the escape of a dangerous Johazian Goliath and the unveiling of a sinister plot to destroy this industrious gnomish city, five unlikely heroes rose to the occasion. Riala, a beautiful and talented woman from Nicodranus. Ceres, a local Hopperduke watchwoman. Viola, a childlike elven girl from Odeslo. Charles, a young man out to prove he can be a famous hero. And Citrine, a druid with a little experience of so-called civilization. During the events of Hopperduke, Viola had learned that she had a destiny to discover in Jorhas, a journey that would call to her constantly. However, instead of heading east, this strange assortment of individuals headed south to assist a town that had been attacked by the Crane dynasty. Collecting a group of refugees, they turned their focus north, towards several goals, delivering the refugees to Novorot, collecting a bounty on the Iron Shepherds of Shady Creek Run, and to help Viola bypass the Dwendalian-Johazian border. On the way north, tragedy struck, as during an ambush on the convoy, a stray misfire from Ceres' musket struck one of the children they were meant to be protecting. Though the child was recovered by clerics in Hupperduke, the incident would rock the group, none more than Ceres herself. Further north, while travelling through the Crisfell thicket, a strange, lone, white goose wandered into the road. Ever the lover of creatures, Citrine befriended the goose, and in return, it handed her an extremely rare and potentially dangerous set of magical cards. While the party was taken aback by the gift, the goose wandered off into the woods, and a few moments later, the shape of a large white dragon flew east overhead. Untrusting of the creature and the dangerous magical item it presented, the deck of many things was buried a hundred foot from the side of the Glory Run Road. Arriving at Novorot, the party met Captain Priya of the Righteous Brand, awarding them part of the promised spoils for delivering the refugees. Now free to explore, the fateful decision was made that Shady Creek would be their next destination. Wishing to prove himself, Charles had taken up a bounty for the slave traffickers known as the Iron Shepherds, and a brief conversation with a grudge gang watchman on the corner breach gate, aptly named Gate, he learned that his quarry had not left the region recently. However, further inquiries in the centre of Shady Creek were noticed by those who served the Jagantoth family. Brought before their patriarch, Ionos Jagantoth, they were first accused of destroying the Iron Shepherds, the group under his command. But it was obvious this was not the case. So instead, he hired them for the amount written on the bounty to clear out the newest residents of the Sawanesh stronghold. After encouraging a set of dire bears to leave, and all but destroying the slaver's nest, the group sought their reward from Ionos, who gladly and unknowingly paid them for their troubles. What happened next was a turning point for our group of adventurers. Upon exiting Ionos's compound, they saw a crowd gathering in the square. A well-dressed woman, flanked by hooded figures, 
boasted to those who would listen that she was building an army to take on the crown of the empire. She wanted to right wrongs done to her, her family, and all others who had fallen on the wrong side of the empire's wrath. And when the crowd seemed disinterested, she told them that her name was Veda Ripley, and that the choice of joining her army wasn't theirs to make. The hooded figures lunged for the crowd, revealing themselves as twisted and disfigured undead. Panic ensued. The more civilians that fell, the more undead rose. The group tried to fight back, but Veda wasn't about to let her new army be defeated. As the retreat began, blows were taken and Ceres fell to the attack of one of the undead, rising up to join the ranks of Veda's army. Distraught and defeated, the rest of our injured adventurers fled, destroying the bridge that cut off the town centre from the corner breach. A crowd of people were pleading with gatekeepers, and through the efforts of the group, around 30 lives were saved out of the whole town. Reporting what they saw to the righteous brand, and leading the refugees into the relative safety of the Empire, earned them the name, the Heroes of the Run. Mournfully, our heroes trudged back toward Nogvarok to report to Captain Priya as instructed. However, unbeknownst to them, something very unusual was happening back in Shady Creek Run. Ceres' consciousness had awoken beyond the veil. Amongst the destruction of the run, a black-winged, half-elven champion of the Raven Queen reached out his hand to help a fallen hero pass onto the other side. However, seeing Veda at the side of her undead army, talking to an illusory visage of her master, Marcus Briarwood, he had no choice but to put Ceres back into her undead body, a revenant with a mission. On the journey back to Novorok, the heroes of the run would suffer another blow. In the night, after her numerous failed attempts, Viola finally abandoned the party in search of her destiny to the east, leaving only her armour and a note. With lowering of morale but a need to keep going, the remainder of our heroes decided to build a fire and have a small celebration the next night, with music and what small amount of alcohol the refugees and the saviours had with them. With smiles on many faces and a small amount of drink in many bellies, the group rested well, that was until a strange figure wandered down the mountainside, cloaked and hooded, dark and ominous. The alert watch of Charles awoke the other party members as they waited for the figure to approach. As Ceres lowered her hood and revealed herself to the party, there were a few moments of mistrust before they welcomed her back and asked her for her story. Finally back in Nogvarok, the heroes of the run were able to report to Captain Priya what they had witnessed. She agreed to send out a force to bolster the gates and advised the party were being requested at the court of the king to give evidence to the representatives. After gathering essentials and, for the first time, affording upgrades to arms and magical items, the now quartet were approached with a mission to find corrupt soldiers within Novorot before they left. It's during this mission that the party came across the dashing and charismatic Hugo Vanderbroek, 
later discovered to be a channeling sorcerer who decided to join the heroes of the run on their mission. The road to Rexentrum held a few surprises, but none more disconcerting than the surprise that came on the final approach to the city itself. The party's convoy was overtaken on the road by a pair of carriages, which both looked extremely damaged. Both carriages slowed to a halt, and stepping out from one of them was an unwelcome old flame from Riala's past. Feeling the hostility and ensuring remorse, he offered to the party to join him for dinner. It was during this dinner that both Riala and Ceres noticed something wrong with Ronus and his Starosta companion. Fangs and an undead energy raised suspicions, shocking the group. The next day, the heroes were brought before King Bertrand Dwendal and his court of advisors. Accounts were given and a large bounty was placed on the head of Veda Ripley. During this meeting, Citrine also accused Ronus of being a vampire, which was met with great curiosity but seemed to carry little weight. Later that night, the heroes of the run hatched a plot to gather proof through research and investigation. They invited Ronus for a drink, seeing further signs of his vampirism before planning to investigate the embassy during the day. And that is where we join them, when we bring our campaign, The Dark of Alexandria, to you. Thank you for listening, and we hope to bring you into the rest of our adventure very soon. <laughs>